This episode of the I Said No podcast contains dialogue around sexual assault. This content may be disturbing and traumatizing. If you proceed to listen to this episode, it is highly recommended that you have an aftercare plan in place to support you in case you are triggered. An aftercare plan includes healthy activities, interventions, and resources to help a person cope with triggers and stress. In my opinion, though the needle has moved, the progression of women's rights is an illusion. In 2023, patriarchal privilege is at an all-time high. Old white men are still determining women's reproductive rights, and women's bodies and sexuality are being policed more than ever before. Historically, misogyny messaging tells girls and women to be ladies in the streets, but quote unquote, freaks in the sheets. But I ask you, what's the equivalent sexual discipline etiquette phrase for boys and men? You guessed it, there isn't one. There is seemingly nothing a girl or woman can do to escape male entitlement of our bodies. And when we attempt to confront and challenge the unlearning of the longstanding war on consent, we are met with blame and shame around our expression and clothing choices. As if women haven't been violated for centuries, wearing three-fourths of cloth and covered from head to toe. The real issue is not what a girl or woman wears or if she even initiates flirtation. The issue is the lack of sexual discipline and the predatory love of vagina, yet hatred for and of women and the refusal to see girls and women as equal human beings. Here on the I Said No podcast, we set, sustain, and respect healthy boundaries. And we say no to all forms of sexual assault. We say no to the lack of sexual discipline in today's world. And we say no to slut shaming. And we say no to any and all predatory behavior. On today's show, Denny Blanco joins me to discuss the RBCs, Respect, Boundaries, and Communication of Consent. Are you ready for the latest episode of the I Said No podcast? Let's go. She's an icon. She's a legend, and she is the moment. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful soul, welcome back to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. I am so appreciative of your ear and your valuable, precious time. And I just want to give my vibe tribe a special shout out Denny I need a round of applause for my vibe tribe members you embraced my resurrection rough draft episode you listened you gave me your feedback you showed love I felt the love it felt great to know that you were ready for my voice ready for what I have to give and ready to again share your valuable time with me Denny Blanco give yourself a round of applause please You received love as you should. You're a whole vibe. And people love the fact that you are here. People love the fact that you invested in me to give them their life architect back. And they love your chime-ins and how much you annoy me with this new fancy board. My guy, BJ, can we just have a round of applause for my faves? Because BJ is... (laughs) BJ is one of my favorites and he is the blueprint for Denny and I in terms of quality and sound and preparation 
every now and again, BJ will grace us with his presence and he graced me with his presence and let me know his thoughts and said, Denny upgraded me to elite status with this new equipment and BJ's opinion matters to me. So thank you, BJ. And thank you everyone who reached out and who listened and do me a favor, share this podcast with your friends, share this podcast with your enemies for all I care, share it and let's get it popping all over again. The I said no podcast is available again on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify. So you can all listen wherever podcasts are shared. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, and make sure that you let people know that the life architect, she's a vibe. She's an icon. She's that girl. She's the moment. And so are you. So <laughs> you just had to drop something. I like it. Give me another rainbow. Ta-da. By the time you hear this, I don't know what your life will be like. I don't know what your day will be like. I don't know what you need. But wherever you are, whoever you're with, whatever you're doing as you listen, I hope that you feel loved. I hope that you are giving love. I hope that you feel seen, heard, and valued. Because to me, you are all of those things. Today's topic is going to be a little rough for some people because it involves things that are... hmm, How do I even say this? It involves things that I wish were not true. It involves actions and mindsets that I wish were not even a thing on this planet. And I wish that my second episode as a returning podcast was not such a heavy topic to explore, but I think it's necessary, not just because of the viral moment we will reference, but because the culture needs a reset. Our community, and when I say our community, I say our because it's the black community. We need a reset. I don't know where Jesus is at and what Jesus is doing, but he needs to come and do a cleanse. I don't know what is going on, but I feel like we are at an all-time low in our community in many ways, in all ways, in shapes, forms, and fashions. So with that said, I want to piggyback off of one of the topics I said I wanted to discuss, which was the over-sexualization, hyper-sexualization that we are experiencing right now. So let's just get straight into that. Denny, please join the conversation because this is all about the respect, boundaries, and communication, sub-bullet in communication, consent, RBC, of it all. And I want to make sure I have another perspective, and not just another perspective, a male perspective with this conversation. Are you ready? Are you down? I'm here. You're here. Say hi to your people. What up, though? Mm -hmm. So a few weeks ago, there was a disruption (laughs) in the consensual forces because there was an incident between rapper and TV personality Sukiyana and rapper, what's his name? Y2K? What is this boy's name? <laughs> Man, listen. I'm, I'm not even to be trying serious. to be funny. The, I, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm not Y-K, familiar. I apologize. YK Osiris, I believe, is his name. If I'm getting it wrong, you guys will let me know. Sukiana and YK Osiris had an incident. Denny, do you want to uh, recap the incident for the audience from what your vantage point was? Well, my vantage point was it looked like they were on a 
a show or they were shooting something. A panel where, of some sort. And they had a couple of comedians. Little Duvall would be considered a comedian, I think. Is he? Um, hmm. Funny Marco would be considered a comedian. They both have done stand-up for a period of time. So, uh, well, Little Duvall versus Funny Marco. So I'm thinking they're both comedians, okay? We use the term and comedian loosely, I'm assuming. Yeah, I yeah. mean, well, comedian and in this environment, YK thought it was okay to forcibly kiss Sukiyama. Not that there was any other signals previous to that. He forcibly kissed her. And she, from my vantage point, didn't want it, didn't desire it, and was embarrassed and didn't really want to slap homie right then and there in front of everybody because she didn't know how it was going to be perceived. So she was in a tough spot. Yeah. So let me elaborate from my vantage point. Yes, to your point, there was an event, a panel of some sort. She was the only woman on the panel. I think that's important to say. She was sitting between two men. One man was Little Duval, and the other one was, who do you call him? What do you call him? Marco? Funny Marco. Yeah, Funny Marco. So she's sitting in between two men. There were other men to the other side, I believe the left side of Funny Marco. Only woman on the panel, surrounded by men on the panel. And then there were other men, of course, standing to the side. So it was a situation where she was alone as far as having another woman around her. With that said, that is often the way it goes in the entertainment business, uh, especially hip-hop, especially culturally. It's it's a heavy, heavy male presence. Would you agree, Denny? Absolutely. Heavy, heavy male presence. Heavy sure. male presence. So she's sitting there, and I will correct you because you mentioned that there was nothing that transpired before that between Sukiyana and YK. There is evidence with these videos that she did say something to the effect that I'm paraphrasing, I'll turn your ass out. So there was what people like to call flirtation happening prior she, to this she, incident. She said that to him. Yes. Allegedly. I'll continue. I'll continue. I'm listening. Okay. So I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> it's such, I, I have my notes are thorough and I just want to take my time with this because sexual assault is nothing to play with. The reason why I said what I said regarding a trigger warning is because sexual assault is heavy. There are so many people who have been sexually assaulted, both male and female. Do you want to be sensitive and say essay or is... is no, I'm going to call a thing a thing. Okay, no problem. It is Thank sexual you, assault. Thank you for asking. It could be called essay, but it is sexual assault. And before we even continue, if you need assistance with sexual assault, I want you to know that there's a 24-hour hotline that you can call. The number is 1-800-656-4673. Again, the 24-hour sexual abuse hotline is 1-800-656-4673. If this topic is too much for you, turn off this podcast right now. If you feel that you can handle it, and you have had experience with sexual assault, please, 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 please make sure that you have, God, I'm so, first of all, I'm so sorry if you have experienced sexual assault in any shape or form. You did not deserve it. It is not your fault. And there is no reason on the planet why anyone should violate you sexually or physically. It is not okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. And it will never be okay. Okay? Okay. Now, back to the discussion. So, yes, Denny, allegedly she flirted with him verbally. And this is just one incident in the same day or two with this woman. There's another incident, if you recall, with Candy from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And that's even minimizing Candy's resume. Candy Burris, 
writer of No Scrubs, one of the main members of Escape, the 90s girls R&B group. She has a podcast called Candy Coated Nights, and it is geared towards sexual conversation, which is fine and healthy for consenting adults. And her co-host, DJ A1, I believe is his name. And he was, whoa, as soon as Sukiyana walked in the room, he was like, yeah, I want to smell your push and uh, <laughs> I, I'd eat your ass and I'm going to smell your chair. And not to laugh. he said, you met your match and she was visibly uncomfortable. And she said, you know, I don't mind what you're saying. Again, I'm paraphrasing. I don't mind what you're saying, but not right now. When I'm in the bedroom with a selected, chosen, consensual partner, sure. But all that you're giving right now, she was like, I'm cool on that right now. And even the host, Candy Burris, who's also his boss, said, you're mad aggressive to him in efforts to calm him down. Do I think Candy's efforts were enough? Absolutely not. Wow. It's Again, she she's she's Who in the show. Who is I eat the ass. Never mind. Sukiyana. <laughs> I be eating his ass. That's, yes, that's how she, that's what she says on the song. Mm-hmm. She's in a tough spot because there's this assumption that because she talks raunchy, she is giving consent to talk raunchy back. I don't know if that's the default for a lot of these men that are speaking to her i don't know if it's a situation where am i if i'm sitting in a room with and sukihana comes in and she says "Ooh, i want to eat your ass and i i can either clutch my pearls Mm -hmm. or i can respond in kind it's like oh well thank you i'd love to do that to you too or say something even raunchier yeah once i say that raunchier i meet her at our line did i cross the line so whether it's a one right if i don't know i'm not there hypothetically she if there was an exchange prior to that allegedly yeah allegedly if there's an exchange even let me take a one because i saw the, the exchange um yes it looked like there were times in for me reading body language it looked yes. like there were times where Suki exchanging with him felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. But then there was a picture of them two and he's rubbing her feet. So we will get into that because that's for me fawning. So have you ever heard of fight, flight or fawn? Those are responses that we have to trauma and to drama. And we either fight where we fight back. We either flight where we leave, we ghost, we disappear or we can fawn where it's like, I just fall into it. It is what it is. I'm making the perpetrator and the predator comfortable. I don't even really know what to do. So I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm going to let them compliment me. I might compliment them back. I will let them rub my feet like you said he was doing to her, so forth and so on. So there are so many layers to this topic. RBC, respect boundaries and communication, and in communication is consent. Let's get into some definitions first before we continue having the conversation. There are many things uh, that we're going to talk about. There are many phrases that are going to come up, many words that are going to come up, but I think it's important to have clarity on what these words and phrases mean because a lot of people don't know what something like consent actually means. So According to definition.com and Webster's dictionary.com is where I got all of these definitions. Okay. Consent means permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. Permission. Permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. Mm, Permission. 
then you have to define what that permission is. Continue. I'm just digging. All right. Now, that's fine. That's just one. That's just one. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I didn't even get started. Yeah, but yeah, that that's fine. That's ahead. fine. Patriarchy, a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. Patriarchy. That's going to come up. Misogyny, dislike of, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against women. Sexual assault, when someone makes another person take part in a sexual activity with them without that person's consent. Sexual assault includes unwanted kisses and sexual touching. Rape culture, a society of environment whose prevailing social attitudes have the effect of normalizing and trivializing sexual assault and abuse. Hypersexuality, exhibiting unusual or excessive concern with the indulgence in sexual activity. Discipline, the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. Discipline. All of these words and these phrases matter because they pertain to the subject that we are talking about today. What say you on the definitions? I saw your face changing and moving when I was reading. It's a lot of definitions, a lot of uh, things that I'm sure I've, I've been through where I thought I knew the actual definition, and then I did a deep dive. I was like, well, I really didn't know this definition. Hmm, hmm. Very interesting. Give me an example of one of those words or phrases where you thought you knew as a man, but you don't. Or did it? Well, patriarchy, I didn't I didn't have a full full understanding of that that word misogyny. I didn't have a full understanding of that word. Until this day or uh, no 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 no. Um, you know, obviously I'm talking about I have been on this earth for a period of time. <laughs> so Just my, my young my young whippersnapper self um definitely didn't know some of these words, but as I grew, you know, got into different positions and then had to really understand for myself, like let me look up this definition of what it actually means and then internalize it, you know. Mm-hmm. That, now I'm here. Okay. Well, the conversation is bigger than Sukiana and why why do I keep thinking Y2K? Why two Jericho? Just call them Y2 Jericho. Y2K, and, baby. Mm-hmm. The conversation is bigger than them. I'm just using them as a reference point because it happened recently. Again, depending on when you're listening to this audio, if you're listening to it in 2003, summer 2003, it took place in June. So that's the reason why they keep coming up. But we can even digress from them being the focal point and just focus on consent and the culture overall mm, and focus mm-hmm. on where we're going versus where we are, if we're even going to move the needle at all. Mm-mm. And <laughs> we can't do that until we address where we've been. So women's rights are human rights. I don't know if men who subscribe to patriarchy and misogyny even understand that or know that or care about that. Women's rights are human rights. I just need to leave that there for a second. Because when you don't look at a woman as a human, you don't believe that she has agency over her body. You believe that it's your right to toy with her in any way that you want to because she's not equal to you. And when you look at the history of patriarchy, when you look at the system as the definition says of a society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from such power, which has been since the beginning of time. We often talk about inclusivity and equality, 
But we forget that inclusivity and equality is women's rights as well. It is not just about race. It's not just about black and white. It is also about female and male. That is often excluded from the conversation. And here on the I Said No podcast, that's going to be included in the conversation. I am a champion for all rights, but I am a woman. I was born a woman. I identify as a woman. I am not here for my rights to be second fiddle to anyone. And I don't want anyone who believes in patriarchy or misogyny to be a listener, a fan, and or a a subscriber of mine. With that said, let's get into some history, shall we? Passed by Congress June 14, 1919, the 19th Amendment granted women the right to vote. So let's be clear. The world was here before 1919, right, Denny? It sounds like a long time ago. <laughs> a, little, a little long time ago, right? Sounds like a long time ago, but it actually isn't. Do the math. 2003 minus 1919. That's the only time women have been allowed to vote. I'll give you something even closer. It wasn't until 1974 when the Equal Credit Opportunity Act passed that women in the U.S. were even granted the right to have a bank account of their own. It's only been 49 years on this planet in the United States of America where women were allowed to have a bank account which mean women held some power of their own only for 49 years. That is not a long time for equality, for equity, for inclusion. Thus the point that we are trying to make every time someone is on these microphones with trauma speak talking about they want a woman like their grandmammy and their mammy's mammy and abuela and big mama and Medea to submit and shut up. Well, of course she had to submit and shut up. If she's not 49 years old, she wasn't even allowed to have her own money and a place to store her own money. So of course she sat there and dealt with the patriarchy and the misogyny of papa. Not Paw Paw. Paw Paw. Paw Paw was sleeping with her sister and, and probably beating her with a cast iron skillet and threatening her to stay around because where was she going to go with no money and no place to store it? She couldn't trade on the stock market. She couldn't have a debit card. She couldn't write a check. She couldn't go to the cashier and write a money order. So we have to look at the scope of how women have historically been oppressed before we can even address consent now. That is the only reason I brought up those facts. I feel like a lot of people want to erase the oppression of women when we have these current up-to-date conversations about consent and equality and equity that includes women. And when we have Me Too movements and when we constantly bring up patriarchy and misogyny and fellas roll their eyes as if rolling your eyes to these conversations is not a male privilege thing in itself for you to be annoyed with the facts of misogyny and patriarchy is a privilege in itself just like it's a privilege for you not to be someone accountable for reading body language that says no that's a male privilege in itself I know she froze I know she turned her face I know she swatted my hand but I still didn't think it, it wasn't okay I have a question please here's where my question arises I was gonna see what it was gonna take to rile you up let's go let's go <laughs> I only had to run my mouth for a while. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's my question. In a call center, I'm working in a call center. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know I'm I'm a butterfly, social butterfly. So I know a, lot, know a lot of people. And I walk by this young lady and she says, you know, Denny, come here. And I go over and she takes my hand and puts it on her vagina at work. So if you put five guys in a room and put that scenario out. Is this a real scenario? Just follow me. If you put five guys in a room and ask them about this scenario, okay, 
What do you think each, you'd be like, okay, what did you get consent to just then? So you want a human experiment? If you ask five guys, you, you're not going to get the same, obviously you're not, I don't think you're going to get the same answer and it's going to be, oh no, we smashing. Really? So she gave Put you, her hand. She gave you permission to, to insert touch, her. To, well, no. She all she did was take her hand and put it on her. No, I know. You just said work. one guy would say we yeah. smashing, which smashing. means in his mind, yes. she's giving permission to insert. Yes, that I follow. You. Right. right, and then there's another another man may say, oh, I just got permission to put my hand on her, on her vagina, right then and there. Right, that's it. She and, put my hand there, and that was it. And that's it. I'm not moving any forward from there. Mm-hmm. And then you may have another guy say, oh, no, yeah, like right now, right where I have my hand right now, I, I can just go further. I can open up her pants and put my hand all the way down. And I can so, finger her. Right. Mm-hmm. So you see, there is no clear understanding of, of that word consent. Now, mind you, also with communication, and I'll land the plane. So if, if the same scenario, that young lady, mm-hmm. if she's. Danny, I, I would like you to lay me down on the bearskin rug and do me dirty. Okay. Like that's consent. That's clear consent. Clear, concise. I want you to blow my back out. Fold me into a pretzel. Right? Right. So you have clear, concise information versus I was allowed to put my hand on her breast. Does that mean we're having sex tomorrow? I was allowed to kiss her. Does that mean she wants me to go all the way? These are the things that... Are these things that that men and let, let, let's not say men, please. Let's people, not generalize. No, 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 no. Oh, let me finish, please. I'm saying let's not broad stroke and say all men. All men are not predators. 100%, 100%. All men are not confused Thank on you. the definition of consent. Thank you. All men are not hypersexualized. Hundred percent. All men do not experience lack of sexual discipline. Hundred percent. So we're not generalizing men. No. We have to make that clear no. because I don't think it's fair that it's just thrown out that men are this and women are that. No, we're we're speaking about the cho- a chosen few. Mm-hmm. A chosen few. Some men. Some men mm-hmm. who either A, can't read body language, can't understand the communication right. uh, uh, um, communication levers that literally tell you Cues. no, yeah. green, right. go, stop. Slow down, yellow. So what do Red you means do? No, stop. So what do you do? Do you go do you go to the homeboy network? Do you ask them, well, what what is what does green light mean? What is what does stop mean? Am I going too far? If she doesn't say anything, does that mean I, I have the green light? That leads me into my next bullet point on my notes about responsibility and education. Whose responsibility is it in our community to teach boys that end up becoming men about consent? Denny? Mm, 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 mm. It's too much pressure now. That's a good, that's a very, very good, maybe a gumbo. Who's responsible Who for Who is ex- responsible uh-huh. for teaching boys uh-huh. who will become men in society, whether they become productive men in society or stay boys in adult flesh, they're still looked at as adults and males once they hit a certain stature in their size and age, correct? Okay, yeah. So Who's responsible when they are in the development stage of yeah, a boy? yes. Who was responsible for the education about women and consent? So it's, for me, it's twofold. It's mm-hmm. twofold answer. So my first first thought process is to say the the fathers in the home are responsible. That's my first thought process. Ding 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 ding. Right. My first push is to say that, and then I understand the reality that eighty percent of households aren't are, are ha, don't do not have the father in the home. Where do you get that stat from? With 80%, high, yeah. the high percentage, maybe my number is off. Okay, so, so I don't want to give a percentage. Gonna, we could gonna, just say... Let me not say give a percentage. Yes. Let, me just, let me say 
there is a high a high number of households. That's mm-hmm. a fair statement. Mm-hmm. There's a high number of households who are being raised, who children are being raised by single mothers. Yes. So if there are no fathers in the home and they're single mothers raising these boys, they're going to be learning con- or should be learning consent from their mothers too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it, for me, it's twofold. It's not just a one. It's not just one answer. To be honest with you, no. And we're here to discuss the gray areas. You and I often talked. I've shared on my social media platforms that we have to be okay with more than one thing being true in certain situations. And this is one of those cases when we are talking about responsibility for the educational purposes of consent. I don't think it's only one person's responsibility, but we're going to layer it. And I think you did a great job by saying the first line of defense should be the father. The first line of defense should be the father and or if you want to expand the parent. But I do believe that nobody can teach a man how to be a man like a man. That's fair. However, there are many women who have raised amazing men. Absolutely. And that's not to take from them. But there is something about the connection of somebody who shares the same things that I share. Physically, emotionally, logically, how you're wired as a man. There's something special about the education that can come from that to a boy. Yes. And on the reverse side with a woman to a girl. So I want to get back to the stats of it all. On the I Said No podcast, we will not give any statistical figure if we do not have the resource present to share with the audience so they can also view the stat themselves. We are not going to be pulling things out of the air. We want to have a commitment to our audience and on these microphones that we are going to do our due diligence and give you information that is tangible and not just from our pulling it out of our ass, so to speak. Right. We're not going to do that. So according to fathers.com, 57.6% of black children, 31.2% of Hispanic children, and 20.7% of white children are living absent their biological fathers. So it's close to 60% for black males. 57.6 to be exact. I'm not even going to say 60 because it's 57.6. No problem. We can't round up. Go ahead. Which is the highest rate in comparison to the 31.2 for Hispanic children and 20.7 of white children. So... Every demographic has fatherless homes. However, unfortunately, this is why we need a community meeting, a solution-driven community meeting, because the rate for black children at 57.6%, according to fathers.com, is problematic. And when you have the first line of defense as men to teach boys about consent, but 57.6, and to your point of rounding up, which is almost 60%, which is way more than half Mm -hmm. of black children. And this is an American statistic, Mm -hmm. the U.S. What say you about the stat now that you know the exact number? Yeah, I mean, it it just confirms what I was stating before, which is um, you need that father figure there to explain not only consent and, and all these other things that children need from their daddy. Yep. Um, and daddy comes in all shapes and sizes. And don't get me wrong, you have people that come along the way, coaches, uh, music mm-hmm. teachers. That's, uh, yeah. You yeah. know, that that take supplement. But there's nothing like your blood father telling you, okay, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. And then also, too, just to close it, you can see the... The difference is now, you know, mention LeBron James. You see how he how he fathers with his sons and he's mm-hmm. at every basketball game. Present, so, pre- active. Present, active. You learn, you grow. 
Um, but in terms of consent, we have a, you mentioned a community meeting. Oh, no, so this we, is the start of the community meeting. We need a community meeting that is focused on solutions. We have community meetings all the time, but they're about people who are spewing trauma speak back and forth with no solutions. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're so you mentioned solutions. So I'll say this and I'll let you run with it. My solution standing up in the community meeting, I got the podium. My solution would be. <laughs> Men, I'm talking to the men here. Please men, do. Yeah, I'm talking to the men specifically, the black men specifically. I'm talking to you guys. Unless you have full, clear, concise consent on what you're doing, ask for it. What is full, clear, concise consent? So asking for a kiss, clear, concise. You, you mention what you want. You wait for her to say yes or no. You may have some ladies out there saying, mm -mm, I, mm -mm, I need him to come take this. Mm -mm, mm -mm. See, that's where the back and forth when it comes to me stating just a solution, which is if you're going to be out here, you have two options. Would you rather be the guy that is never called into question when it comes to anything uh, regarding essay or grape? When it comes to Did you say grape? Oh, yeah. you meant rape. There you go. You're not there trying go. to say Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll say so, it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So if if you're not you would rather much rather much rather you'd much rather, excuse me, be the guy that's not accused versus the guy that's wishy washy, where it's did he ask for permission? Yes, he think he said he did, but you have women that said he didn't, and you don't want to be that guy. So that's my solution. Just the first step, clear and concise permission, consent for anything that you do. And, and right, you can not be just clear. sexually related yes. things. And you can be clear. If she's just like, why are you asking? And, and Let her know. Have a conversation. Guess what, guys? The more you communicate. RBC. RBC, Respect Boundaries Communication. Guys, the more you communicate. Talk to them. I think and I know the easier it is for you to know where you stand yes. and where the other person stands. You cook it. You dig me? You, you get to set the table and decide, okay, I said I would like her to do this. I asked her. She said no. Cool. Then it obviously leads to you actually, you know, whole gumbo, which is consent, then uh, how you handle rejection. That's oh, a no, different no, no. conversation. Oh, no, no, That's another episode. Woo, yeah, 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 woo, woo, yeah, woo, yeah, woo, yeah, woo, yeah, because we're, we're going to assume that you got it. We're going to assume that you're just going to get what you're going to get, but... Because they're not ready for the rejection yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 yeah. So we can assume that you're going to get what you get, not, not the rejection, but the concept is simple, clear, and concise. Think about it, guys. Thank you, Denny. I, I love when men call men up and out. We need more of it. We need more men not to be scared to speak up. We need more men not to focus on liking vagina versus liking women. That's another reason men don't speak up because the fear of losing the nut, the fear of losing. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Yeah, losing the nut, but that's that's okay. I'd much rather be called the guy that didn't go after yes, the corny punani, and all that stupid stuff. Corny, yes. I, call, call me all that. Label not, me all of it. You're not going to call me that, though. You're not going to call me a rapist. You're not going to call me that, though. I agree with you. But that also goes to the point that you have sexual discipline. You are not focused solely on getting a nut by any means necessary. 
again, this conversation has so many layers and we're not going to get to everything today. And when we have a part two to this, I will probably ask one of my therapy friends, my therapist friends to come in because it is so much deeper than rap. It is so much deeper than what we can even cover in this hour or so on this show. And it is always going to be something that starts with one bullet point and we're going to have a page full of bullet points. Yes, we started with the first line of defense is the father, but we realize that there's almost 60% of fathers not in the house. That leaves only 40% of men that are there. And in that 40%, are they having the conversations? <clears throat> that's another conversation. Drop that number. This down is what I'm trying bit. to say. There like this is going to be a conversation that's ongoing in the community meeting. This topic is not going to be solved in one meeting because there's so many sub factors in the agenda here because yeah, you okay, your dad's in your home. He's physically present, but is he emotionally present? Mm. Consent is an emotional discussion. Mm-hmm. Because though we're talking about physical consent, the effects that it has on mental and emotional beings that were violated is way deeper than just their body being touched. Okay? So the 40% of fathers who are in the house, house, we don't have the stats on how many of them are educating their sons on consent. We don't even have the stats on how many of the 40% even understand consent for themselves and who taught them. Mm, so we can't even assume that the 40% of black children who have fathers in their house have a father who is educated on this topic and who is vocal and in tune with their sons emotionally and mentally and spiritually. No. No, that's not saying that they're not. We just don't have data on that, so we cannot assume that they are. But for the sake of this conversation, let's assume they are. Let's assume 40% of young black males have a father who is present, who understands clearly the definition of consent, who does not believe in the misogyny and patriarchal things of this world, and he is clear with his son on what it should be. How are those 40% of boys supposed to operate in a world where they have 57 point something that includes probably their friends, their teammates, their cousins. Because guess what? Just because my father taught me in my house don't mean your daddy did and we related. Don't mean your, uh, my uncle, who's your father, taught you anything if your father's in the house, right? Because you might be my cousin and you might be a part of the 57% that doesn't have their daddy. How does a man such as yourself, Denny, who is willing to do the work, who self-admittedly, and because I told you, is a man who had some sort of patriarchal upbringing because you came from a Guinean household that had a set way of how things are supposed to be done between men and women. How does a man like you who is willing to learn, who is willing to unlearn, who is willing to say, this is how it was, but this doesn't mean this is how it has to be. How do you deal as a 40 percentile black boy that is now a man, how do you deal with the 57 plus percent of men in the world that are your friends, your coworkers, your teammates that don't have the consent education and the willingness to unlearn that you do? I mean, I ask a lot of questions and, you know, depends on what the answers I get can tell me a lot about these, you know, a lot lot about these, uh, the way people think in terms of consent, in terms of knowing what to do. Um, You know, I have, yeah, many friends that, don't have um, strong relationships in their lives to explain what these particular things are talking about misogyny, mm-hmm. uh, misogyny but yeah, consent and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. There's only so much I can do and share when it comes to my ideas. 
I do at from time to time. But you know, the corny guy usually gets <laughs> yelled down, uh, shut down. Yeah, yeah. The corny guy. You consider gets, yourself the corny guy? Oh, always. I, I you know, you, you have to embrace it because corny is corny is consistent. Corny is out of jail. Come on, corny. Corny is is stacking chips. Corny, corny is, is in a marriage, a corny, healthy one. Corny's probably in a dungeon playing Call of Duty. <laughs> corny is corny someone pays who his bill on time. Watches battle rap. Yes. goes to Miles Morales with a mask on. Spider Man watches Spider Man with a Spider Man mask you on. Do. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so it's over because there's this fight where it's just like, well, you know, if I don't show her who's the man. Ego talk, ego talk, ego talk. If I don't show her who's the man, if she gives me gives me this signal, then these other niggas gonna think I'm pussy. Toxic masculinity. These niggas gonna think. Cause think about YK again in that room. Oh, I'm trying to compete. I mean, I'm not a comedian, but these other comedians in here, and you know, I, I wanna, I wanna compete. You know, I want, I want people to. Pay attention to me too. So. Also, he's 24 years old. He was in a room. So little Duval, I think, is in his he's late mid 40s. Late, late 40s. Yeah, yeah, late 40s. So he's 50s, also uh, a 24 year old young boy in adult flesh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Based on what I read about him and his other antics, this is not the first time he's mm-hmm. been into something. He was also allegedly challenged by her with her aggressive level of flirting. I think that also played a factor in why he grabbed her face go. and tried to stick his tongue there down her go. throat twice after she turned away, pushed him away and asked for help. And the male ego is one of the most fragile things on this planet. I said it before and I'll continue to say that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing when it's not put in check. Fragile is not necessarily a negative, right? Fragile is something you handle with care. But I often feel like men want their egos handled with care, but they don't handle their own egos with care. 100%. 100%. And and you, you YK, you say that? Well, listen, it's okay. I don't have to compete with Funny Marco and Luda Duvall. I'm not a comedian. I, I can, don't have to compete with her challenging can, me sexually. Yeah, but that, And I've been, in, I've been in scenarios where I'm just like, oh, she's trying to make a point. Okay, I'm corny. Okay, girl. And even if <laughs> okay. I do come back at you, <laughs> even if a... I do come back at you, let it be in the same format you came at me with, verbal. Oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. She said something, say something back to physically come into her space, to grab her face. Mind you, she's sitting down in a defenseless position. You came behind her, stood over her, leaned over down to her, turned her face to you. I just don't like any of it. Being aggressive also, too, doesn't mean you're being disrespectful. I think those are two different... Well, again, going back to bringing, it, bringing it back to... Yeah, you can pull it up. While yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull up the definition of both. A1, right, with candy-coated nights and the scenario. <laughs> candy-coated nights. Right, this scenario. And she mentioned he was She aggressive. did. She said, you are aggressive, and the definition of aggressive is ready or likely to attack or confront, characterized by or resulting from aggression, pursuing one's aims and interests forcefully. Yes. So she, so in this room, A1 is is seeing a strong, independent woman mm-hmm. forcefully talking about X. Well, she did not do that in that room. She just walked no, in. No, 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 no. No, my history. He means I'm referring her art to, form. Thank you. Yeah, I'm referring to he has seen yes, her how talk. she talks, how she carries she's herself. She's a strong, independent. So follow me, right? I wouldn't she, consider her strong just because she's sexual. Okay. And that okay. is a whole, whole other conversation. conversation, right? Misconceptions. But, so. 
because she says she's not strong. She just literally says she's not but strong. But right? you touched on a key point because she's over sexualized and by herself, she does. She did that, right? right? She, her art form and how she chooses to represent herself is, if you want to talk about the definition of over sexualized right now in this culture, she to me represents that. Okay. For my generation, it was Little Kim. Okay. I didn't see anybody else trying to stick their tongue down Little Kim's throat. I don't see anyone currently trying to stick their tongue down a city girl's throat. Ain't nobody coming to Carisha trying to grab her butt or stick their tongue down her throat. So what is it about Sukiyana? Okay. And and before, and I hear it in the back of my head, God is telling me to say it, so I got to say it. This is not a colorism thing. Because yes, Sukiyana is a dark-skinned woman or considered dark-skinned. So is Carisha, in my opinion. Carisha, please. Uh, the city girl. And what's the other one's name? I forgot. Uh, JT. Ma'am, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uncle. I'm talking right. out loud. Yeah. JT, right? Something told me to say it, so I have to get it out there because Little Kim is fair-skinned in comparison to them. No one was coming at Foxy Brown, at least to our knowledge, because we didn't have social media back then, so it doesn't mean it did not happen. I cannot speak for Little Kim. I cannot speak for Foxy Brown. I cannot speak for the City Girls. I can only speak from what we know from the interviews that they've shared in the male-dominated industry of hip-hop that they were in. And it could be because they were backed by a male crew. Kim had Biggie and Junior Mafia. Foxy had The Firm. Um, City Girls. I mean, nobody's coming for Carisha because allegedly that's Diddy's girl, right? Or his side piece or whatever. It could be because they had a male presence surrounding them. JT's with Little Uzi Vert and so forth and so on. Whatever the reason is, Sukiyana, in my opinion, with the women I just mentioned in the same industry who've actually done better than her as far as albums are concerned, singles, all that stuff, they have not had the experience of the public violation by someone who's not in their crew. Internally is a whole other story because Biggie was wilding. They have not had that by someone externally hey, outside of their crew. Hey, That'll be a whole Adele Thighs episode, hey, how we was just championing Biggie's domestic violence. Hey, like kicking the door, waving the 4 4. You want to sit more on the room uh -huh, floor, uh -huh. play Nintendo with Seasonino. Mm -hmm. Pick up my phone. <laughs> Say, Papa, Papa not home, home, sex all night, mad head in the mall. Ooh. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, milk cartons and I whatnot. Think... Anywho, uh, so Sukiyana's treated differently. Would you agree? Yeah, I think there's a, for me anyway, in like, the scenarios that we just spoke about, the <clears throat> the YK and then the, the A1, because you brought them both up. Yeah. For me, YK, over the line, wildin'. Wildin'. Like, take take your walk, take a seat, boom, right? Um, If, you, if charges are brought up, God bless. And he did apologize. Let's let's say that he did apologize. I So, so wait, I, I didn't see the apology because part of me... When you, these guys apologizing really quickly, not sitting in. You think in, it was quickly? Not sitting in something. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't quick. Mm -hmm. um, what did you think about his apology? I didn't see it. So, you know, just to put me on. I mean, I can read you his apology if you want. Oh, he wrote it. Okay. Yes. yes he yes, didn't yes, do a yes, video. Yes, yes. No. He said, I want to publicly offer my sincere apology to Sukiyana. In an attempt to be playful, I misread the moment and violated Sukiyana's boundaries. I understand the importance of consent and I am embarrassed by my behavior. I take full responsibility and have made multiple attempts to apologize. I have the utmost admiration for Sikiana and it was never my intent to disrespect her. Young world, Denny Blanco here. I do ask a lot of questions when allowed. Um, I would like to ask, from the video that I saw, it looked like you went in twice. Yes, facts. So, sir... You just coming up saying, oh, well, you 
I, I didn't mean to, you know, I got the best of me. What He said an attempt to be playful. An attempt to be playful to compete with the other playful people in the room. Mm. Did you Or did, compete with yourself? Compete you know, with yourself. I feel like a lot of people who are overly aggressive are not even thinking about other people. They're competing with their self-esteem, their lack of self-worth, how they want to be seen. And it could be to your point, you're a man, so you would know better than me. Oh. I want to be seen like the other giants in the oh, room. Oh, but that, that, I've seen this scenario mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. and I've had a discussion, and there's the, there's there's some people out there that said it's this YK's fault, and that's YK scenario. Mm-hmm. And there's people that, that are pointing the finger at YK and other people, other men in that room mm-hmm. for not saying or yes. defending. Yes, Denny, uh, let's go there. Defending um, Suki. So I asked, I mean, I've asked, you know, I'm asking questions. I'm like, so the expectation is, you know, little Duvall is not in, in his comedic form, in a comedic setting, is supposed to, hey, wait a minute. Yes, because let me tell you why. Manhood is supposed to be a priority over comedy. Community is supposed to be a priority over a laugh. Building the next generation, being an example of what a man should be, should be the priority over a check. And there are too many people, and we're talking about men in this instance and the men who were in that room, who don't understand that the responsibility, in my opinion, doesn't just end with the predator that we're discussing. It also is the collaborator's responsibility who is around anything tied to sexual assault when they are witnessing to do something to stop it. You cannot sit up there as a grown man and watch this young man who is half your age and turn your other cheek. In fact, Duval didn't even turn his other cheek. If you turn the volume up on the video, this man had the nerve to stay. Stick your tongue in her mouth. And they're all laughing and joking. And he is cheering this young boy on to take it further than he's already taking it. And I've seen that before, which is inappropriate. Saying, which is saying unacceptable. Me, me, I literally told you, I said, I've seen it before where guys are egging other guys on to do something stupid, not expecting them to do something stupid. And then they do something stupid. And these guys are like, why did you do that? But we it's can't. Like, you told me to. It's like, I, I didn't. I tell, if I tell you to jump off of the bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge? Like, what's wrong with you? We have to take responsibility for our words. We can't sit up on these microphones and talk about words mean things. And then we say words and then be like, why'd you listen to my words? Once, once again, I ask a question. What? Environment does not count. Environment does count. Okay. Environment does count. Who you're around counts. They say you have the characteristics of the people that you're around the most, the top three to five people that you're around. Don't tell me these young impressionable boys who probably are in the 60, 57 to 60 percentile who didn't have a father are not impressed or challenged and wanting to oppress these older men that they're around in hip hop, in comedy, in entertainment. Don't tell me that's not what it is. Don't tell me they're not impressionable and can't say, hey, well, he's been around longer than me. And if he says it's okay, why wouldn't it be? He is joking. He is a comedian. We got to chill with justifying everything in the name of comedy. I can't stand that. There are things that cross the line. There are things that are offensive. And I get that comedians are supposed to be funny, but everything ain't fucking funny. Sexual assault is not fucking funny. I'm not laughing. Ain't no hearty, har, har, har. I don't give a damn what you do for a living. Violating someone's personal space, their body, their mind, their heart, their soul. That's not okay. I said what I said. What say you? (laughs) I'm hot now. I ain't gonna follow up with that. I'm good. You got me hot now. Let's switch gears before we wrap this level of the conversation up. What responsibility 
do we have as people when it comes to law of attraction? Now, let me give a disclaimer here. I am not blaming Sukiyana or any person who has been sexually assaulted or violated in any way. I am not saying it's her fault that this boy did that to her. I'm not saying that it's your fault if someone did that to you. I'm talking about her specifically that has an art form that is clear that she is a hypersexual being. Her song Casamigo is all about getting her ass eaten and returning the favor and eating a man's ass. And to Charlemagne's point, Y2K, this woman is actively talking about how she likes to eat men's ass, yet you want to stick your tongue in her mouth, which means you want to eat their asses too. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't understand any. As I said, am I too old for this world or is this world too new for me? No, that's a new world, bro. It's a new new world world order. Amen. I agree. This is why we need to have solution-driven community meetings. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've been in scenarios where I've been like, yeah, that's messed up as a man, and I'm surrounded by other men, and I'm looking around to see if other men will be like, yeah, that's messed up too. Like, and I'm just like, well, no one thinks that's messed up. And I've been, men are waiting for permission to speak. And I've been, I've been, you know, like, I guess it's not messed up. But in my head, I was like, that's totally messed up. Whether you see a girl get beat up by a guy, nobody jumps in, or you see, um, you know, a girl maybe have something stolen from her. And, and you, you're like, when do you, you know, when do you say something? Listen, <laughs> when do you say do. And, every situation you know. is different. Even if you just call the cops, no one's asking you to lose your life to save someone else's life. The situation we're talking about with Sukiyana is not the situation on a public trainer in the street when you see someone getting robbed at gunpoint or you see a woman getting violated. That's not the same. You don't know what this person has, gun, knife. There are many people who have been good Samaritans who died heroes because they were just trying to do exactly what you said. Be a man and save a woman or save a a child or even save another man and they didn't make it home. I get being hesitant to not make it home. Every mother, every father, every wife, every child wants their father, son, brother, or uncle to make it home every day. I am talking about instances such as that one where guns and knives were not into play. And all you had to do was grab Youngin by his shoulder and be like, hey, hey, hey. All you had to do was get out your seat from sitting next to Sukiyana and be like, chill, what is you doing, my guy? That's it. There is an excuse, in my opinion, in our community to allow Michigas and bullshit to take place, and I'm just not having it. You got big mouths on these microphones all day, every day. You want to talk about submission, and you want to talk about bringing shit to the table, but you don't want to check a motherfucker when they out of line? Check your fucking self. Don't you ever in your black-ass life sit here and think that you can sit there and ignore what's happening in front of you because you're too scared to speak up. No, you not, motherfucker. You press record all the time and speak bullshit into this airwaves all the time, so why now you quiet? Denny... You see, I'm just putting my head down. <laughs> just letting you go. Situations will arise. There are different things. If you can only call the cops, call the cops. If you can be brave enough and look at another man in the room, be like, yo, partner up with me. Let's go over there and stop this. Speak up, not only for the women in the room, but for other men in the room. This is not only about speaking up for her. It's speaking up for this young man as an older man, as an OG, to educate and pass down wisdom, information, respect, boundaries, and communication. You laughing and championing his mishigas does what for him? Not just the victim as what she was. What does that do for him? Look where he is now. 
What was the point of leaving him out as an older black man to watch this young black man have darts thrown at him? For what? You failed. Congratulations. You played yourself. Hey, man, that's that's that man. He's 24. That's not a baby. Nah. It is what it is, daddy. No, I don't care if a 65-year-old is sitting next to me. If they're out of line or doing something that does not align with morals, ethics, and values of people that I want around me, I'm saying something. If I am in a situation where I see somebody being physically harmed and I'm also scared, I'm going to call the cops. And it ain't about snitching. Take your street code and go shove it up the same ass Nikki on a talking about eating. Okay? <laughs> the law of attraction is the new thought, spiritual belief, that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experience into a person's life. What you think, what you emote, you bring into your life. Again, this is not an excuse to justify rape or sexual assault. It is just me asking the question, the, the, the gray-shaded question, the there are more than one side to this story question, that two or more things can be true in a situation question. What responsibility does Sukiyana, even little Kim back in the day, the city girls, or anyone, and I'm not talking about how she dresses, I'm talking about how she acts. There are many people online who say they don't feel bad for her, Denny, because she twerked on an 11-year-old boy. I did not know this. I looked this up and this is true. She was out filming, doing something. There was a young boy there and she bent right over and this little boy stood there, whether he was in flight or fawn mode, I don't know. But an 11 year old cannot consent to a 31 year old twerking on him. I don't care if he said he liked it. I don't care if he wanted it again. He is an adolescent. And to me, he cannot consent to someone who's been on this planet two decades longer than him to put their behind and derriere on him and move it in a gyrating motion. <laughs> so there are a lot of people who say she's getting back what she puts out. I personally say to that, you should not counter an assault with an assault. Because she assaulted an 11-year-old black boy, she should not be assaulted by a 24-year-old black man. That's what I say to that. What say you about the laws of attraction and taking ownership and accountability about understanding what you put out and how some people cannot separate art from life? Yeah, I was asking you one time if I bumped into a person that was on a reality TV show, mm -hmm. would I speak to them like they're on a reality or like like the character on the reality TV show? Right. Or do I speak to them as if I don't know them? Because I think I do. But you don't. Based on, and that's, that's it right there. You don't. Just because Sukiana happens to be in character. Yes. And is entertaining for a living. That part. She may do a nine to five -er. 9 to 12, <laughs> 24 hour stint about talking and rapping about eating booty. Right? But when she goes home, she may not talk about that at all. She, she might not. She, she may be a sewer and just. Not a seamstress. Yeah, she knits and, 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 and just, you know, sings the, you know, sings, sings, sings hymns. Church hymns. Sings hymns. And guess right? what? If she does, that's fine because right. you're allowed to be multi multifaceted. Right. So the. To, to the point of Artem and Timmy Life, she's rapping this. I, I don't agree to a certain extent. Um, I think you should just uh, approach it as if you do not know 
this person. You don't. From a hole in a wall, right? Because you don't. You don't know what and their then, everyday life is like past what you see or hear. They're 24 hours in a day. They're 365 days in a year. You're not with her all of those days and hours and minutes of the day, those seconds. Yeah, you can talk your attraction and your positivity, positive, positive, positive. You positive can talk or that. negative is yeah, the law of attraction. It's and, not and, just positive. And yes, you can talk to negative, negative and bring, bring negativity, whether you want to believe that ready to die brought on negativity with with Biggie and he said it himself. You mean his death. His you said you know, he said it himself. You, you dig what I'm saying? Whether it's somebody years later saying, you know, is that an example of because mm-hmm. he spoke it into existence. Yes. So we have many of examples, uh, Tupac, Machiavelli, we have many examples of folks just speaking negativity out. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's automatically what they're gonna receive. I don't know. It seems that's what it is though. <laughs> The, the evidence would point to if you talk about gang banging, as people like to say on, on the news, the gang bangers. If you talk about gang banging and guns and shooting them up, that's how people perceive you. And we live in a world where many people cannot separate art from life. And that I think I told you about a point where they were having this conversation on the show and then they were talking about rappers and talking about how rappers, you know, are getting killed. Yeah. And then art imitating life yeah the concept of oh well it's rappers and i'm like no 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 it's not rappers it's the rappers and what they're saying on their tracks so whether it's the topics of discussion their their lyrics so whether it's you know pop smoke or whether it's uh these drill rappers drill rappers the concept is j cole who's rapping about hurt pain love life I want to fold your clothes. Yes. Right? No one's coming. No one's seeing J. Cole's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got to test him. Right. Because he said. Because he's on a bike he in his said, video. He said he's going to fold me. <laughs> he said he's going to fold me and then take my family. Right. Ra- wrap him up in duct tape. This is what Biggie said. Oh, shit. This is what Biggie said. He did. But I think my point has been made. Your point has been made. And you're right. There's a glorification of art. What does that say about the artist's? And what responsibility on the audience is there for you not to assume that their art is their life? Again, more than one thing can be true here. It doesn't have to just be it's the artist's responsibility to make sure we know that it's just an art form and every day they're not that person. So if we see them in Walmart or we see them backstage at a concert or on a panel, we shouldn't assume that but, they're going to do what they rap about. But why is this concept so hard? Guys, I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls... The world, I operate kind of like a high school table. Usually I try to operate like that through most things, like a high school table. Like I, if you're in still in high school, when has it ever been okay to just assume somebody is something in high school? Well, when has it ever been okay to, to, to be like, oh, that's a, without evidence or proof. Oh yeah, that's, you label, oh, that's this person. Well, the, well, or that's. Well, but it that is in high school. You see the jock and you assume he's dumb. You see the cheerleader, you assume she's dumb. You see the nerd, you assume the nerd ain't getting none and, and let me tell nobody you, likes them. You and that's not necessarily true. And let me tell you something. You mentioned the jock. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know Tommy. Right. Hey, you know Tommy? Uh, I know of him. But say, say, but say that. <laughs> I don't know the person. I know of the person. I, I know Tommy's the football yes, player. I don't yes. know Tommy. I, I don't, don't know never, him as a being. I, I never don't know spoke him as a person. him, never been in his house, never ate, never ate yes. with his parents. Yes. But there is a dark side to self-expression, to art, and any other form of expression. 
because of the interpretation fields that people choose to take on. And I don't know whose responsibility it is to make sure that people still have the freedom to express without having their art come back to haunt them. I don't know whose responsibility that is. That's why I asked the question. The people. I don't know. Maybe it's not the artist. Well, maybe it's responsibility on both sides. Maybe. So at the beginning of this episode, when we started talking about the topic, I put a disclaimer and a trigger warning out because I wanted you to know what you're about to get into. Or or is it a responsibility based on the genre? Because let me tell you something. Bruce Willis isn't walking around talking about, I'm not John McClane. I'm not John McClane. I disagree. I dis- well, he's not getting it as much as probably a rapper is, but I have heard and seen interviews where actors are like, I got on the plane and he he wanted to smack me. Like to this day, Danny Glover, what Mr. did to Sealy, I can't do it. You going to see him and tackle him Till, as Mr. Yeah, he's, he's never not going to be Mr. His name is Danny Glover. No, he's an actor. he's Mr. You see what I'm saying? I... <laughs> Though I will not step to him as Mr. Because I have a sound mind. And though I won't step to Charles from Diary of a Black Woman and try to put him back in a bubble bath so he can drown. (laughs) Though I won't do that if I ever saw that actor. I don't even know his name, but you guys know who I'm talking about. You haven't seen a Diary of a Mad Black Woman as many times as I have. Though I want to put Charles back in a bubble bath after throwing him in from his wheelchair. I won't really do that. But we cannot act like art doesn't have a hold on us in some way where we can't ever see that person pass that amazing role they won an Oscar for or the way they articulate the struggle that some of them have never even been in. Wake up from the Matrix, all right? Sure, yes. But wake up from the Matrix. You don't know these people. They've never spoken to you. No. You haven't shared DMs. You haven't called them. Even if you did, you still don't don't know them. You don't know these people. People. You don't know these people. So you see, Suki? Hey, what up, Suk? Like your song. Bye. Right. I shouldn't walk up to you and be like, <laughs> bend over, let me eat your... <laughs> or shouldn't try to force you to let me eat your because... Oh, and let's be clear. Suki, um, yeah, you shouldn't... If alleged, Allegedly, you shouldn't be out there doing... Um, what? Just unsolicited dances without consent. 100%. Okay. If you want consent for your personal space, that should go out for other people's personal space. If that happened, I don't know. Oh, it happened. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I saw it. Again, doing my research for this episode, I don't want to come unprepared. When I see something said more than one time, more than a hundred times, when I see a narrative of people like, how can I feel bad for a woman who violated a young boy? And I'm like, what are people talking about? And it kept popping up on several different sites. Not just one shade room post, on several different sites. And I'm like, okay, click, let me see. Oh, God. Yeah, she did do that. And what she did was just as inappropriate as what the man did to her. I do not think in this case an eye for an eye is appropriate. I do not think because she was a predator to the little boy that she should have someone see her as prey and sexually assault her as well. That's not going to get this community anywhere. If we're giving an assault for an assault, we're screwed. We have to do better about being the humans we need to be in order to advance our communities. The numbers and stats about fatherless homes, the numbers and stats about us being incarcerated, the number and stats for us just not winning, it's not okay. And before you go there, I know that we were set up to fail from the very beginning. 
I know about slavery. I know about Jim Crow. <laughs> do you? I, oh, I do. <laughs> do you? I know that it wasn't 400 years ago, like y'all like to try to say. It lasted 400 years in the U.S. only, but it wasn't 400 years. But that's a whole other separate episode. I do know where our setbacks started from, where they derived from. I know that it's bullshit to tell someone that is a black person in America to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. There are no boots and no straps to pull. We were never given. There are no reparations. We are always expected to do 10 times more with 20 times less. I get you. I hear you. I'm not here to keep talking about what was. I'm here to talk about what is and what's going to be. We know what we don't have. We know what we weren't given. And we know what was taken from us, more importantly. What do we do about it now? Consent and sexual assault and rape in the black community has nothing to do with bootstraps. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with you not being able to start your business and get a loan at a bank like a white man can. It, it just doesn't. And if you disagree that there's a correlation, please let me know. But to me, we constantly use the excuse of oppression with topics such as this in our community to keep us completely in the cycle of bullshit. And I'm just tired. Y'all got y'all nieces and nephews at Thanksgiving tables with the uncles and aunts who sexually assault them and you do nothing about it, your children come to you and tell you that the, your new man or your boyfriend violated them, and all you do is turn around and marry that nigga? You put the kid out before you put the new man out? You tell the kid, uh, just don't worry about it and just stay away from him? Or you shame the girl and tell her she shouldn't be shaped the way she is, or she should put more clothes on around the man? Instead of holding the being accountable, that is the predator, I'm just sick of the way we handle things in the community, Denny, when it comes to over-sexualization. Do better. Do better. Do better. If you don't know the definition of consent, ask somebody. If you are unclear in a sexual situation where you don't know if you should go further or you think you should, don't be scared to ask. If you're scared of how you're going to be perceived if you ask, then maybe that's not the woman you need to be with or the male you need to be with. If someone's going to belittle you and make you feel bad because you want to make sure that they are comfortable, that they are heard and they are respected and that their boundaries are paramount, that's not the person you need to be sleeping with. Hello? That's not the person you need to be with. Why would you want to insert yourself or sit on someone who doesn't care about your boundaries and your respect? What does that say about your self-esteem, your morals, your ethics, your values, your self-worth? Where is it? Stop worrying about what you look like to other people and worry about what you look like and who you are in the mirror to yourself. Why are you able to sleep at night not knowing if someone thinks you're a predator in this world? Ladies, you're allowed to express yourself in any way you want to. But understand we live in a world that doesn't care about your self-expression. We live in a world where people want to define you as they see fit, not who you are and represent yourself to be. That is not your fault, but it is your responsibility to know that everybody doesn't see you the way you see you. You do what you want with that information. I want the best for you. I want the best for me. And I want anyone and everyone who's ever been in any sexual assault situation to know that I love you, I respect you, and I am so, so sorry that you were ever in a situation where you were violated, where you were uncomfortable, where anybody grabbed you, touched you, forced you into doing anything that you didn't want to do. 
It's not okay. And for any predator who is now reformed and understands the weight of what they once did, even when they didn't know, I encourage you to pay it forward by being honest with your story and how you have now changed. And the change is an action-based change where you are educating the youth on what not to do. Thank you so much for listening to the I Said No podcast.